Welcome to worship for Springfield Church of the Brethren. This is for May the 10th. We're recording this on May the 7th. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I'm sorry that we're not here doing our normal, our normal thing with chocolate and celebrating you. I'm looking forward to the next time we're all together, and I think we're going to do the chocolate then. So don't worry, you're still getting it. As far as announcements go, it's pretty much the same. We continue our Tuesday night Bible study. Uh, we are working through the first letter of John. It's pretty dense, so we're working through it slowly. So feel free to join us. We'll be jumping in about midway through the second chapter this coming week. That's starting at 7 o'clock on Zoom. Check out your email for the login information or contact us here at the church if you need any help. We actually open that up at 6 o'clock, so you're able to come in and visit or get any help that you need. I'm available as well as Janice if you need assistance. We have our Facebook Live visits. Those happen at 9.30 on Tuesday and 10 o'clock on Thursday and Sunday, where I'm going to be on Facebook for about 10 to 20 minutes. I do a little bit of scripture, a little prayer, a few thoughts, updates, and you can always say hi. Thank you to everyone who has continued to help us in our worship and those who have continued to support us financially. You have made it possible that we are able to have worship every week. If you are able and willing to financially support the church, please just send your tithes right here to the building. We will make sure they get to the right person, and we're making sure the mailbox stays empty as much as possible. Our music today, Bev will be playing Oh, How He Loves You and Me. Janice and Olivia will be doing Perfect Wisdom of Our God by Keith Getty and Stuart Townen. And we'll be doing number 547 out of the Red Hymnal today. If you'll please enter into the space of worship as we listen to our first song, followed by a prayer. Welcome.
If you'll pray with me. Holy Creator, we meet today in worship of You and celebrating those women in our lives who have nurtured us, who have walked with us, those who continue to walk with us. We thank you that they have been with us, guiding us in your ways. We pray as we seek out wisdom that we'll find it, that we'll hear your voice. We pray for those, our sisters and brothers, those who need you in this time, need healing, who need comfort. We pray for joy in those that she works with. We pray that in this, this time when they're waiting to see if illness is happening there, you'll give them comfort. And you'll keep them safe and help them make prudent choices. We also celebrate. We thank you that our brother Mike, that the test results came back showing that he won't need to go through more treatment right now, that his body has a chance to heal. It's with great joy that we finally hear this. We pray for those who continue to serve our community, those who stock shelves in grocery stores, those who work in our medical facilities, our policemen and firefighters, our EMTs, the construction workers, our delivery people. We pray for their safety. We pray for their family's safety. We pray all these things in the name of your Son. Amen. Just now, 
Our scripture today comes from Proverbs 8, 12 through 21 and 36, 32 through 36. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. Let me, by me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern and nobles all who rule on earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses fine choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, along paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. 
Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my door, waiting for my doorway, at my doorway. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord, but those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. Blessed is this word, even into our age. Amen. Wisdom is one of those things that we all just seem to know about, but we don't seem to really understand. Okay, so wisdom comes with age. And yet wisdom also seems to be inherent in children, something that we lose as adults. Some people will lack common sense, yet they have a great deal of wisdom. And sometimes wisdom seems to be lacking in those who really ought to know better. It's something that's conventional and yet unorthodox. It's young and old. It's antique. It's state-of-the-art. It's common and it's rare. Wisdom is like a greased watermelon. You need strength to hold it, you need depthness to control it, and you need a lot of luck to keep it. It doesn't help that we're part of a culture that, that loves extremes. We, we say things like, I hate mushrooms. Okay, I don't actually hate mushrooms. I mean, sure, they taste kind of weird and they've got an off-putting texture, but hey, it's too strong in the word. I just dislike mushrooms. And I say this knowing that my wife, Lauren, is rolling her eyes at me, wondering why I can say that and yet eat olives and blue cheese. To each their own, I guess. To a certain extent, wisdom's become diluted by things like that. We've applied it too loosely. We've also diluted it with other meanings. I mean, we've mixed it up with wit. We've mixed it up with intelligence. Sure, wisdom, wit, and intelligence, there is a connection between the three of them, but they're also distinct. They're not the same thing. But as I said before, wisdom, wisdom can appear in anyone, it seems like, at any moment and it can disappear just as quick. It's fleeting. Now, when we look at the Bible, wisdom is separated into two main categories in the Old Testament. Joyce Roop, a Roman Catholic scholar and a spiritual director, points out that in the Hebrew scriptures, wisdom is always referred to one of two different ways. It's often referred to as a thing, kind of how we usually understand it. It's a thing. You know, Solomon, in the third chapter of 1 Kings, he, he goes to God and he asks for an understanding mind and an ability to discern good and evil from one another. And God grants him wisdom. It's a thing. It's a trait. It's something that can be given. But when you reach, especially Proverbs, you hear wisdom referred to as a different way. Wisdom is a she Proverbs 4, 5 through 6, get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. 
Do not forsake her, and she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. Somehow, this feels exceptionally right to me. When I think of all the wisdom that I've ever encountered in my lifetime, the deepest font has been my mom. I know this is a surprise. I'm bringing her up on Mother's Day. For many people, there's truth in this statement. Not that my mom is the font of wisdom for everyone around. I mean, she's, she's pretty fantastic. She's got a lot of wisdom. But I mean, you may not know her. And unless you're one of my brothers and you're actually watching this, then you may not be your experience. But it may be your experience that from your other, own mother the, or your grandmother or your spouse, your wife. You have found that great deep well of wisdom. And this certainly isn't new for our world. When we read through the Bible, the Bible highlights wisdom, women of great wisdom, of intelligence that, that change the world, that help bring about God's plan. You think of women like Sarah and Rebecca, Jehoshaphat, you don't hear her name very often. It's the mother of Moses, Marion, and Aaron. Deborah, Ruth, Naomi, Esther. The Bible even talks about wisdom, about the wisdom aspect of God as, as a woman. If you take part of our Tuesday night Bible studies, this is something that sounds familiar. We just talked about this this last week a bit. Because um, this heavily affected John's writings. We have to remember, God is infinite. God is beyond our comprehension. So how do you describe infiniteness with a finite language? It's like those seven blind men who go and they feel different parts of the elephant and then they describe them. And of course, you get an elephant that has really strange different bits and pieces. It doesn't look like an elephant. So it was when the ancient writers were trying to talk about God's wisdom. How do they understand the wisdom of God, that aspect of God? Kind of how we, in Christianity, we talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I think they went to the source of wisdom that they had in their lives, their wives, and their mothers. I was and still am in awe of my mom. I mean, we may not agree on everything, but who does agree on everything? But she's always pushed me to do what's right, and her love has been unconditional. And now, as a husband and a father, I have a greater appreciation for what she does, did and does. And I have a greater appreciation for my wonderful partner who continues to be an ever full font of wisdom despite how often I have to take from it. There is quite a difference, I will tell you, and as many of you probably have experienced, between how parenting looks when you're the child and what parenting is like on the other side. Mother Day, Mother's Day reminds us of everything they have done in our lives. It helps us shift from seeing their part in our lives from being routine 
to what it actually is, extraordinary. In our lives as followers of God, it reminds us to step back from that little bit of the elephant that we touch regularly and remember that God is a whole lot bigger. God is love. God is also wisdom. God is our father and God is our mother. God is everything. Mother's Day does have a very special place in my heart, though. In 1986, it fell on May 11th, which about 10.30 that day, my mom got to celebrate Mother's Day by being a mom for the first time. And I'm blessed to have her in my life as she's walked with me so much in my journey. She has been like that voice of the holy wisdom that we read in today's scripture, instructing me on my path, guiding me. I strongly believe that God often reaches out to us through others. And mothers are often that first person to show us that divine love and wisdom in our lives. I'll never forget Lauren's. I'll never forget how Lauren first looked when the doctor placed Grace up into her arms. I won't forget those tears. I'll never forget when I got that big hug from my mom as I stood there in my master's gowns, just graduating from seminary, and how happy and proud she was and how glad I was that she had been a part of that journey that got me there. I'll never forget those wonderful conversations that I have with my grandma Joyce quite regularly, weekly if I can help it as we talk and she prays with me. And I won't get to experience this again until I enter the kingdom. But I'll never forget the warmth of my grandma Wanger's kitchen as we all crowded around that big old table. In Greek, they actually have a word for this, this specific side of God, this holy wisdom side. It's called Haggai Sophia, holy wisdom. Wisdom that's transcendent of our world and yet intrinsic to our lives. Wisdom that can't be watered down just because we use weak words or use it in weak ways. Wisdom that comes to us from God. Wisdom that often we experience thanks to our mothers. Thank you to all of you who have and continue and will in the future help us to walk in the wisdom of our Holy One, our Father, our Mother, our God. Thank you.
May we continue to be blessed by the many mothers in our lives. And may we continue to live in the divine love and the holy wisdom of our God. Amen.